0: All right, listeners. This is your host Denrock. Uh, at long last, we are back. We're actually alive and kicking. We've got a heartbeat. The uh, Borderlands podcast, Enlightenment from the Fringe. Um, it's been a while since we aired anything. Just been busy around the household. Busy at the Borderlands. We've been on vacation at least a couple of times, and uh, it's just pretty darn difficult to get people to sit down and interview for two, three or more hours at a time. Um, uh, you know, difficult for me and a potential guest to get on the same timeline. Uh, but I finally got some time to sit down with our next guest. <clears throat> Excuse me. We've had this young man on before. Um, he's my oldest son, Tucker, and he is about to start the next Uh, stage, uh, the next journey in his life. He's about to start college. He graduated from Huntington High School this past uh, spring, summer. Uh, Had one hell of a year, it being uh, the year of COVID. Um, You know, he uh, met and exceeded all the challenges that came with that. Uh, I can speak for myself and probably his mother. Uh, We're both somewhat terrified for him to go away to college. Uh, however, I have uh, every confidence in the dude. Um, we're here, uh, this podcast to talk about, uh, his anticipations, uh, his hopes and fears about going to college. Uh, we're going to touch a little bit on, uh, e He's going to be an esports athlete uh, for Wesleyan. <clears throat> uh, we'll talk a bit about, um, uh, the COVID policy at this institution uh, he'll be attending. And um, it's just always good to sit down and talk with my oldest child, my only son, uh, the great and amazing Tucker Denning. Tucker, we're live. We are? Yeah, everyone, Tucker Denning. And we're recording remotely from uh the West Virginia Wesleyan campus in Don Hall, where Tucker is just getting moved in to start um his career in college in yep. the next few days. Yeah.
1: Dude, are you excited? I'm very excited. I cannot wait for college. No.
0: You sound like I did <laughs> when I was your age. I could not wait to get out of the house for my parents. I could not wait to get out onto my next stage of life. Um, I'll admit I was nervous, but I think I I was very confident that I was just going to have a good time and um, learn some stuff and do some growing up. Mm -hmm. What do you feel about all this?
1: I feel amazing. I'm glad I could finally get out of the house. I'm really liking the whole setup I have here. Yeah. And... I'm getting to know people as I go my, my roommate I met him today he's really nice
0: yeah that's cool so you didn't know him beforehand. I did not know him Did you interact with him at all before moving in here?
1: a little bit we texted a little bit told each other
0: yeah how did you find out that he was gonna room with
1: you? Uh, well I think it's standard for like most colleges now though you like have a paper where you sign out like uh, like you sign on it everything you want in a I guess <laughs> in, in a roommate.
0: So, like, a, it's probably like a personality survey or I something, guess, right? yeah.
1: You can say, like, oh, I don't want, um, like, it's like the simple things, like, oh, I don't want one who smokes, or, oh, I'm okay with smoking, oh, that kind of things.
0: I can't imagine they allow smoking in any of these facilities now, but maybe they do. I don't know. But no, I think it's good, even if they don't allow smoking here, it's good to have an non smoking roommate, because if they did smoke even outside of here, their crap smells like smoke constantly. Mm-hmm. It's awful. It's disgusting. Okay. Um. Well, uh, give me your first impressions of this uh, facility. So this is a new um, residential uh, dormitory facility, right? Yes, Dunn or at Hall. least it's new since I went to college here.
1: <laughs> Dunhall is the newest dorm at uh, West Virginia Westland College. It's four floors of. How do I explain it? It's it's like a. Two people per room, and then there's a bathroom, and then that connects to another room.
0: Yeah, so you had very first described it to me as, um, what did you call it, uh, luxury? Yeah, uh, it, it, it's um, premium a housing. Pre- a premium housing, that was the word you used, premium housing. Um, so, uh, to be honest, when you told me that, I wasn't sure what to expect. I don't know what that means on a college campus. Because I think, you know, in my college days, pr- there existed this term, premium housing, but all that meant was you got a larger room. Yes. Um, I would argue that your room here, just glancing at it, uh, as far as square footage goes, eh, I don't know, maybe it's 10% larger mm-hmm. than the room I had in college. So it's not like giant compared to what I had. But I think what you're referring to as premium housing is you have air conditioning, which is that's a that's light years ahead of what I had when I lived on this campus. Yeah. Uh, all we had was a box fan in the window. <laughs> uh, like, you know, the college wouldn't even let us have a window air conditioning unit that we could buy at Walmart. Like, just box fans. Um, And then you also have uh, an attached bathroom and shower. Yeah. Right? That you share with the room next to you. So this is, I guess I would argue this is like a suite uh setup. Yeah. And not sweet as an S W E E T. This is S U I T E sweet. Um, but you said that you're uh, the guy across the the bathroom hallway. Here is the the RA, the resident uh, assistant.
1: Yeah, right? it's it's either that or residential a residential advisor, The residential advisor. I yeah. can't
0: remember what they mean. But I think everyone who's been to college has heard the term RA. Yeah, right. Yeah, so that's. Um, I don't know how I would feel about that if I, I was feel, a, new, I feel great. a new college student. Yeah. So, I mean, that, uh, would probably make you feel safe. Mm-hmm. Um, make you feel like there's someone nearby that you could talk to whenever you want to. But then again, like, and I don't know how you're going to be in college, but to me, I'd be like, I don't know if I want that authority figure right there next to me. Cause what if I want to goof off and <laughs> stay up late and party and turn the music up and all that. But, um, who knows if kids even do that in college now. I don't know if that's a thing.
1: I'm pretty sure partying is still a thing. Yeah,
0: it always is. Yeah. But maybe not in the dorm room. I don't know.
1: No, I, I don't know how partying works because I've never been to one really. Of course, this is like my, what, first day at college? School hasn't even started yet. This is like move-in day.
0: Yeah. Um, dude, it's a big step up, man, and I'm super proud of you. So let's tell all the listeners, what are you doing here at college in this first semester?
1: Like, what am I majoring in? Yeah, start with that. Uh, well, I'm majoring in computer science. I'd like to go into cybersecurity, but right now it's um intro to computer science. That's the class I'm taking. Um, I don't know the exact time that I'm taking it. Oh, uh, we don't need to know that. Yeah. I just
0: want to know, um, what is your actual schedule? Like, what, what actual classes do you take in the I, computer sciences nowadays?
1: Well, right now it's just intro to computer science. That's just for the first semester. And then later down the line it'll get more and more complex. There'll be JavaScript, see, like coding. So
0: just one computer class in the first semester. Yes. What the heck else are you doing here on campus? Well, I'm doing like what other classes? I mean,
1: well, for computer science, I have to take some science classes and math classes. I'm taking calculus at 8 a.m. every day. Ooh, awesome. And I'm taking chemistry. Mm-hmm. And it also comes with a lab on Tuesday.
0: Is that requisite, a requisite part of computer sciences?
1: Uh,
0: It's okay, dude. You can come in. You just can't hear uh, what's on the show because it's all through the headsets. Tucker's roommate just walked in. (laughs) That's my roommate, Nick. Yeah. What's up? Uh, So he can actually hear us talking, but he can't really hear what's on the show. Uh, So it's kind of weird, and we can barely (laughs) hear him talking back there. But, uh, dude, it's fine. Do whatever you need to do in here. Um, but no you said so is is uh, chemistry a requisite class for the computer science I, I
1: just have to take a science I don't think I have to specifically take okay. chemistry but I really like chemistry so that's why oh I'm dude
0: I, it. I'm gonna tell you what chemistry is where it's at I mean yeah. that well no that was my favorite class ever mm-hmm. in all of my educational experiences with chemistry I feel like that's a foundational science if you're going to be a scientist of any sort you got to study chemistry that's mm-hmm. what we're all made of that's what computers are made of. You know, physics is arguably the computer science, you know, because physics is the one that deals with electricity and resistance and light and, you know, radio waves and stuff like that. All the things that the computers do. However, physics is still a branch of chemistry. Yes. the 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 foundational part of all life is chemistry you know and forget about biology like so the biologists are going to argue that no biology is the foundational science of life
1: Mm -hmm. no it's chemistry yeah
0: um life doesn't exist without atoms and molecules and protons and electrons and neutrons and the interactions of all those elements and molecules between one another right Yeah. So it's all chemistry. Uh, So I'm happy that you're getting into that, and I think you're going to enjoy it because I think you're very science minded, like I was. Um, I don't know if you've looked this far ahead, but I I also would encourage you to pursue um, the study of physics. I probably will because that's what's going to explain electricity Mm -hmm. and um, you know the whole electromagnetic spectrum. Mm -hmm. That being, you know, your one of your focuses if should you stick with this discipline. Is going to be um, uh, waves, yep. you know. Whether it's light waves, and light waves are going to come into play um, in the use of fiber optic transmission of data. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to deal with um, radio waves, or microwaves, or anything in between those microwaves and long slash short wave radios. Um, you know, even ultraviolet or infrared, arguably as you know, wireless transmission of uh, data. Right? Yes. So that's that's the physics aspect uh, of the computers right there. Um, so, yeah, I, I would encourage you to look into physics at some point. And I think I didn't get into physics until my second year. So your in second college. year. Yeah. Got it. My first year was chemistry and biology. <laughs> And biology, sucked, <laughs> in my humble opinion, and I dro- I wound up dropping it. It was kind of disappointing that I dropped it because I thought that's really what I wanted to hone in on and focus on. Um, but the the chemistry and physics took me a long way, and then I also got into a lot of mathematics. I really like that stuff. So, um, what other classes you're doing? So I know that you have to fill your schedule up with some other things that are totally unrelated to your field of study, right? Well,
1: in in high school, I took, um, my senior year, I took blocked dual credit English, which meant I got two college credits for an English class, both uh, English 101 and 201, mm. but um, they changed the curriculum last minute, and I think one of those doesn't count.
0: Oh, I was going to say... You- so you can't get out of all your college I can't get English out of all my classes. English classes. No, that stinks. Although I have to be honest, I did enjoy my college English studies because we read a lot. And I think, um, yeah, I read books in high school, but I didn't read as much or the type of things that I started reading in college. Like I really branched out into some really interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. And so when you get into those college English classes, like you're going to learn how to, well, you'll learn two things. You'll learn how to critically read stuff. Yeah, you know, read things not only for comprehension uh, and for memory, but you'll read things and learn how to critique it and, and break it apart, you know, for all its constituent pieces. You'll be able um, to read
1: into things exactly, yeah,
0: and uh, and then you also learn how to
1: write correctly. No, that, okay. is, that is what well, the part of the class that I'm taking, I'm taking a writing class,
0: yeah, and in, in writing. Yeah, you, know, you may laugh. But, oh, everyone knows how to write. Well, everyone knows how to put pen to paper and draw letters and make sentences. Yeah, but not everyone knows how to use a correct sentence structure. Not everyone's got this gigantic vocabulary. Mm-hmm. No one knows how to use words in different ways and more meaningful ways, and that's what you learn in these English classes. So I think that can take you far as well. I think so, and I hope you enjoy that. Um. Well, what else, dude? So we've talked about some of the academic stuff here and uh, some of your early, um, what your life is going to look like here. What else is on the horizon?
1: Well, I'm on the esports team. At West oh Virginia heck, West yeah! Land. This is what
0: I was really wanting to get at. <laughs> I can't wait to hear about all this. The esports team. Explain to all the listeners what the heck is esports? Because I'm telling you, a lot of people, especially in West Virginia and some of these rural areas or, or somewhat rural areas, that listen to me, that they don't understand the whole concept of esports. So please
1: explain that to all of us. Well, some people can't comprehend how like a video game that anyone can really pick up and play can be played as like a sport on a competitive level. But um, there are games that are played competitively. Like, I play Valorant. It's mm-hmm. a it's a game that is played competitively. It was made to be played competitively. And there are a bunch of other games, too. There's League of Legends, Overwatch, Super Smash Brothers. I, there's a whole list I could go on and on about yeah. of games that people play and that they play at the college. Like, on the collegiate level.
0: Yeah, so obviously this had to have arisen as a sport because of demand or because of popularity. Yes. Right. I mean, there's been games out there since I was a child. So we're talking about 35, 40 years, or even longer if you look at the early um, Atari consoles or (laughs) Commodore consoles. I mean, Mm -hmm. games have been out there forever. But I think it's only been very recently, certainly in the last decade, that the, the popularity has risen to the point where you can get paid to play these things, yes. right, and people will pay admission to watch a person play games. Yes, correct. So that's well, the whole concept of sports.
1: Yeah, there, there's to be able to watch. You can pay admissions for like any other sport. Like if you wanted to go to a football game, you would have to pay for a ticket. Mm-hmm. But uh, then there, are, there's like things with like streaming, like how oh you have your favorite player, you can give them money mm. and such and such. Mm-hmm. And it's really it's really interesting to like look into that, right.
0: So, do you, um, as a player, do you really have any understanding of how the the end consumer um, uses eSports or or views or consumes eSports? Do you you understand what I ask? And so, like, say I'm interested in eSports. Like, how do I even watch it?
1: Well, there are websites like twitch.tv and they're, like, YouTube. You can watch them on there. And then they are, like, some... Bigger organizations have their own websites Mm -hmm. to stream esports.
0: So, there you're talking about streaming to a handheld device or streaming to a computer or even streaming to your television at home, right? So, that would be akin to watching the Super Bowl on television. Yes. Is there any sort of opportunity to event to attend any of these events uh, in person?
1: There, there, there are a few that are in person. Yes, there's. Yeah. Um,
0: what does that look like, or do you have any idea at this point?
1: I, I've seen a few. There's uh, basically there are rows of computers or consoles, and that's where all the players sit down, and they have these big TVs that show the game. Mm-hmm. And there are some like commentators. It's like a football game where mm-hmm. they say what's happening in real time. Yeah, and then. Everyone sits around, it's like a big stadium.
0: Yeah, so in a, an arena setting. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, you have, you, so that would, you would purchase a physical ticket. Yes. You would sit down in an assigned seat, I presume, and watch this play out on a huge projector screen um, live, live in, in person. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's really what I wondered. Uh, I think it, it makes perfect sense that you can watch stuff streaming, watch stuff on television at home. Yes. You know? And that's that's no different from the experience you would have watching football, watching or basketball, football on or baseball, the TV. or hockey. You know any of our yeah. other big commercial, uh, very popular sports. But I wondered about that in person experience. So there is there, some there of is that an in person experience, yeah. yeah. And, I, and that's probably been impacted somewhat by COVID, just like all the other mm-hmm. sports have. But so that's cool, man. So, um, you mentioned that you play a specific game. Yes, and. I, uh, you know, I've tried to explain this to my uh, other family members and, and my colleagues at work that you play this specific game and, and the, the response is always like, oh, there's different games in eSports? And I say, well, yeah. So I would compare it to, you know, if you're in, quote, sports, you're going to have a game that you play. Yes. You, you may be a baseball athlete or a football athlete or a track and field athlete, right? So if you get into eSports... You play a specific game. Yes. Correct? So, yes, yeah, so you're on a team for Valorant. How many people are on that squad?
1: So far, I believe we have four people who are absolutely going, and I want to say two people who are subbing in. Like, so in are you one of the four extra? that's yes. like
0: really on the squad? That is really on the squad. And you had to like try out for that or audition for it or yes. whatever you call it, right? I mean, just like anyone getting into, onto the football squad yes. at a college. like You have to have... Um, a record, you know, a performance record, and people have to watch you do what you do, and like, mm-hmm. and you have to be evaluated by someone. So you went through that process, I presume. Yeah. As a a, a prospective Valorant player. Yeah. And so this um, this exists for all the other ones you mentioned before. I think you said League of Legends mm-hmm. was Fortnite one of them. Fortnite is I one of them. I thought you said Super Smash Brothers. Super Smash Brothers. Which, uh, by the way, listeners, I don't even freaking understand that game, period. <laughs> but apparently it's popular. It's um, very popular. Yeah, so you just have these kids or, or even grown-ups, whatever, that are interested in these games, and they think they're good enough, and they put themselves out there somewhere for someone to see. Mm-hmm. And they can get um, – they give, they have opportunities on the academic level or on a professional level, right? Yep. Well, that's awesome. So you're getting scholarship money for this year. Scholarship money. Um, and then we know – Another one of our buddies from Huntington is here on campus at Wesleyan yep. playing eSports, right? He's, he's, uh, he's
1: planning on playing Overwatch.
0: Mr. August Mead, mm-hmm. or Gus Mead, and maybe one day I can talk to him. He's playing <laughs> Overwatch. Now, mm-hmm. Overwatch is the one that I've seen actually on
1: like ESPN before. Yep, that one's on ESPN. That
0: one seems pretty popular.
1: It, it's very popular. Although
0: when I watch it, I don't understand what in the heck is going on with that game. <laughs> It's Um, changed
1: so much from when when I've played it. I don't even understand what's going on anymore.
0: First-person shooter, yes, right, and so is Valorant, yes, correct,
1: but they're completely different.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so there's what? Why don't you explain Valorant in a nutshell to people?
1: Valorant is pretty easy to explain. There are two teams of five. One, one team is the attacking team, one team is the defending team. The attacking team needs to plant a bomb on a certain part of the map. And the defenders have to prevent them from planting that bomb. But if they do, then the defenders have to try to defuse the bomb. Mm. Every round is around two minutes. And once they plant the bomb, there's a 40-second timer until the bomb explodes.
0: So that's very fast-paced. Yes. It sounds like. Yes. Um, what does the squad consist of like i'm sure there's different types of player characters yes there are
1: different it's 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 or
0: are they even called player characters they're they're called agents in the game
1: because they, they fit into different roles there are entry fraggers which are all about going into places getting kills there are flashers which go into places and flash them usually to help the entry fraggers okay and then there are Smokers, which is what I play, and they can play smokes all over the place, <laughs> basically just denying vision. So, like,
0: as a smoker, do you get to kill people in there? Yes, you I shoot I people do. in the head and headshots
1: and all that. That's not something I can't do, but yeah. I, I, I am supposed to do that. Okay. And then there's uh, information characters, information-based characters, and they uh, some people who like put cameras places, like, yeah, put so guns help, areas. help
0: light up the map and yeah. show where the show enemy where the is. enemy is. And, uh, yeah. So. <clears throat> I think I can um, wrap my head around some of those player roles based on my limited experience with like uh, call of duty, mm-hmm. for example, I don't, you know, I think all, everyone in call of duty basically were uh, attackers for yeah. the most part. <laughs> However, when you got acquired enough points or whatever to use your perks, like, so you could throw up a UAV. Mm-hmm. So that gave you like a layout of the map and the terrain. And yeah. That showed you all showed the you where the enemies were. And, um, you know, I think there is some capability to even block that yeah. from the enemy. You could put up these scramblers, whatever. So that maybe is like the smokers mm-hmm. that you're talking about. Oh, well, you can just um, like
1: throw smoke grenades in. in yeah, a, but that, uh,
0: that obscures vision. some of the yeah. data that you get uh, visually or whatever. Um, See, so yeah, I think I can understand that. So I, I did catch in there you said that each Valorant squad is made of five members. Yes. But you said there are only four people on the team full time, and there's a couple of subs or something, right? Yeah. So there is, there's always going to be, so uh, far one person different. Like, is that just one person that's always always auditioning?
1: We're, or? we're still looking for more people, and it, it, I may have like outdated info because yeah. I've not been like at the area yet. Mm-hmm. But um, there, there are certain people who like play every game. Like me, and there are people who are like, oh, if one person can't make it, then they'll be subbed in. It's, it's like sports. It's like sports.
0: Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, how uh, do you have any idea how competitive Wesleyan is uh, in the
1: esports? Well, we were the first college in West Virginia to have a collegiate esports. Mm
0: hmm. And that is kind of cool. I mean, some people might laugh at that and say, like, oh well, there's not many colleges in West Virginia. Actually, there are a bunch Very of colleges lot. in this state. You know, people only, they really only think of Marshall and WVU. But mm-hmm. if you look at other smaller, both uh, state-funded and private colleges in this state, like, I'm only guessing, but there's got to be, like, 30 to 50 of them. So, mm-hmm. so it is kind of a big deal that Wesleyan was the first uh, campus to adopt this as a sport. Um, yeah. But do they do you feel like they're competitive on the national and or regional level?
1: Or I can't say regional, but on a local kind of national level. Yeah. They play or, with people online and
0: Or I guess the better question would be what is the the, the, the league structure? Is that even a a sensical question? Right, like so, you have all these collegiate uh, football squads, you know, and they mm-hmm. belo- they belong to like the Big Twelve or the ACC or the SEC conferences, right? And you know, throughout their seasons, they play people that are in those yeah. uh, in those conferences. Does such a structure exist in the esports?
1: We play against schools like of us, like this similar level, obviously. Mm-hmm. So.
0: But there probably doesn't have to be any kind of uh, geographical proximity,
1: right? Unless we were playing in person, then not really. No.
0: Yeah, but like, do do you typically or will you typically play in person? I don't know. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. Well, these are the things I'm interested in hearing because yeah. I'm obviously clueless about them. I kind of imagine that most of your uh, competitions, most of your games, are played. From a computer lab yes. here on campus or something, <laughs> you know, where you, you're you not necessarily going to pack onto a bus and travel to another team's campus, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's that's the most unique thing about esports. Mm-hmm. Nobody has to travel. No one has to go to another field or to another campus to engage in these contests. Mm-hmm. These are all carried out in the ether on the internet, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So... I mean, and and I think that's a good thing. Yes. Um, So you don't, I mean, you don't, there's, uh, there's not the risk to one's safety of traveling. There's not the expense of traveling. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can still engage in, and then you can engage in competition against anyone on the planet, theoretically.
1: Yeah. As long as the internet's good enough. (laughs) Yeah. But I
0: mean, well, but think, you know, with um, college football teams, you're not going to you know, Wesleyan's football team isn't going to fly over to Russia and play some college squad in Russia, right? Mm-hmm. But you, in concept, could play Valorant against someone in Russia, yeah, or someone in China, or someone in India, or or anywhere in Europe, yeah. You know, or you know, anyone in the U.S. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so you've eliminated the 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 whole burden of travel, mm-hmm. of packing up equipment and packing up personnel, right? You're yeah. all. Yeah, and like you said, as long as there's a good enough internet connection, um, it, you, these games can be played anywhere on the yeah. planet.
1: But usually, most like competitive games will be played over LAN. Mm. So there's so there's no like delay between yeah, movements so, and such.
0: And that's true. Um, I actually, I hadn't thought about that, and that brings up a question. And I don't know if this is still a relevant concept or not. Um, I remember learning this. Uh, earlier on when the internet was kind of in its infancy, but uh, they used to talk about miles of cable between one computer and the next or mm-hmm. between one server and the next. And the miles of cable literally uh, translated out to, you know, how many feet, how many miles of copper cable there was from point A to point B. So you could have, you know, say you had your computer uh, connected to a server in we'll use the town buckannon okay mm-hmm. so as the crew flies that that server may just be a quarter of a mile from here but when you look at the amount of cable between those two points it could be 100 miles mm-hmm. because it's you know it goes all through this dormitory goes all through you know overhead or maybe underground lines getting switched between routers and switch Box switch panels, whatever the hell you call this stuff, <laughs> before it actually gets to the server, right? So yeah. you can imagine that there's you know potentially miles of cable there. Yeah. Um, and there was, I man, I wish I could remember exactly what this case study was, but there was a um, like an internet uh, investment firm. This is very early on in the internet. They figured out that if they had a server inside. Like the New York Stock Exchange building, they could execute trades before anyone else realized that the market was moving. <laughs> okay, so if they if they had insider information or whatever, they could buy or sell a stock before anyone else was able to click anything on their mouse. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, someone investigated that and they determined like this was an unfair advantage. I don't know if those guys got prosecuted or convicted of any kind of securities fraud. But what they instituted with that, and like I said, I wish I could remember what the case was called, but they they made this rule where everyone had to, as far as investing went, everyone had to have the same distance to the server. Yeah. So they were allowed to have their server in the New York Stock Exchange building, but they put in miles and miles and miles of cable in these rooms. I'm, I'm dead serious. They put them in spools and coils so it was so it it made like an artificial lag yeah so you know they might have had a lag time of like one nanosecond but then when they inserted all these miles like hundreds of miles of cable in these server rooms then it came out to be hundreds of milliseconds of lag and you can see the difference those are orders of magnitude uh in the millions difference um so i I know we've kind of diverged there so i (laughs) I understand what you're saying, like playing everything on a local area network where, yeah. and to me, that would say that the, the miles or the, the distance in cable feet, you know, from one computer to the next would be the same if you played on a LAN. Um, I think the workaround for that, if you weren't going to play on a LAN, is, you know, for some governing body to say, hey, this university needs to have this many number of miles of cable between this other university. It needs yeah. to be equal. No, I think as we as we go to expand uh, wireless handling of data, which I think we're probably close to the majority of it being wireless now. Right at some point in these chains of data carrying, there is a wireless link, right? Yeah, but I think as as we increase that, then this concept of miles of cable is probably going to be irrelevant. Yeah, you know, because everyone's got. Some distance of cable until they hit that wireless tower somewhere, and then it's just microwave. You know, it's five G or four G or whatever the hell, and shooting into the uh, into space. Yeah, um, yeah. So that, that's interesting. I, uh, that's something I'd like to see. Is how how often do you leave campus uh, to go compete with somebody elsewhere?
1: I'd, I'll get back to you with that question when if that oh, ever certainly, happens. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah, because I I haven't like competed on campus yet because I just got here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you want to have me like on for another episode, then
0: oh we I'd, will. I'd be very now, glad. this is a, this is a Tucker 2.0 by the way. <laughs> Tucker episode Tucker episode two on the Borderlands podcast. I think you were were you my second guest?
1: I was like either oh, your second or third. Or, I don't remember
0: or first. I was not your no, first. No, no. I
1: think <laughs> first was first was probably Sam.
0: Yeah, or Joe. I can't remember, but you were early on. Mm-hmm. No, I I would love to have you on uh, periodically throughout your college experience. Cause mm-hmm. I think uh, it's, it'd be very insightful. And I, I'm always on board to compare your college experience to mine. Mm-hmm. It's already going to be vastly different. Um, you know, given your you know, living conditions and um, given uh, COVID is another thing, you know, so there's, there's mm-hmm. probably for you going to be more distance learning than there ever was for me. Actually, distance learning wasn't a thing when I was in college. I mean, the, the distance learning that we got was you, you went to class and your professor told you to read chapter eight in this book on your own time. And that was your distance learning. But then you still had to go to class the next day and <laughs> submit a submit a write-up regarding that chapter.
1: Like like uh, prove that you, that you yeah, did. Yeah, so distance read. learning,
0: I think for us, was just literally homework yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh you guys are potentially gonna have class over your computers or over a tablet or something like yeah. that right
1: i think that's less than though because most people on at, at westland are vaccinated
0: yeah and um i mean i i'm i'm not here to provide any kind of commentary on covid and vaccines mm-hmm. and masking and all that crap um but i think just in general I think distance learning is a thing now more than it ever was. Yes. Would you agree with that? Of course. Yeah. Now the vaccine status, I mean, that's like, God, that's a, a week's worth of podcasts right there. <laughs> I mean, I've got, I have my own opinions. I know everyone else out there has their opinions on it. Um,
1: you could talk about how but, Westland has the, like fee you. Have yeah, to pay. I
0: was, I actually was going to talk to you about that. I know it's meaningless to you because you're vaccinated. Yeah. But, um, Those who attend Wesleyan uh, who are not vaccinated have to pay an additional fee. And I think it's 750 bucks. 750 bucks. And um, I know Wesleyan has uh, encountered a lot of criticism over that. Yes, a lot. Um, Because, uh, first of all, uh, there are those that think that's too expensive. Mm -hmm. Now, my argument against that would be like, I would just say, for crying out loud, it costs thousands and thousands of dollars to attend this college what's 750 dollars yeah it, to me it's a nominal fee i mean i'm not going to argue with people and say 750 bucks is not a big amount of money but mm-hmm. relative to the overall cost of attending this college it's very small mm-hmm. right you would agree with that
1: I, yeah i guess
0: the second argument i have against that is it's not a, uh, people think it's a fine and the thing is it's not a fine is it
1: it's not it's a fee entirely a fine no
0: it's not a fine so here's how i would compare this like so um i don't know if this exists on this campus or not but imagine if this campus um charged a fee not a fine a Mm -hmm. fee in order to park your car somewhere yeah okay so that's like Uh, that's an added expense for someone, you know, they they build a lot. Mm -hmm. So the, the the university or the college incurs an expense in building that parking lot. Mm -hmm. And they want to recoup that cost by charging students a fee to park there. It's not a fine, right? Mm -hmm. It's only a fine if you park there illegally, but if you want to buy a parking pass, that's a fee. Yes. And so that's how I would compare this uh, additional, this $750 cost the non-vaccinated that it's a fee because what i understand and you can correct me if you've heard otherwise but i read the the college's policies on this that fee is going to be used to test the non-vaccinated students on a regular basis i can't remember if they said it was weekly weekly. or monthly yeah so they're gonna have to go in and get periodic testing
1: yes which uh,
0: by the way is not free It 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 costs money to run a test on someone for COVID. Yes. So that's what I would say is that, so yeah, so if you're not vaccinated, you're you're simply getting charged a fee to have some extra medical care. Yes. Some extra uh, surveillance testing and maybe like to provide for some extra uh, sanitation efforts or cleaning efforts or something. I, I mean, that's how I would look at it. It's not a penalty. Yeah. It's not a fine. It's just an extra fee for, for an extra service. If you don't want that service, a, don't come here or B, get a vaccine, <laughs> yeah. right? Because the vaccine's I mean, free. You're just vac- losing money. Well, it's free to the person that gets it. I yeah, mean, it's getting obviously. paid for by somebody. But no, so if the workaround for this fee at Wesleyan is to either get vaccinated or just don't attend college. Yet. Yes. And um, And I think for me, it's very easy to say that because number one, college isn't necessary for everyone. Yeah. And certainly attending Wesleyan is not necessary for everyone. I mean, you have ample opportunities to go get yourself educated. Yes. Anywhere. I mean, hell, you could get educated on online. Yeah. You could go to like University of Phoenix or <laughs> whatever. There's like probably a dozen uh, mm-hmm. reputable online college programs now, right? Yes. And there, you don't have to worry about interaction with anybody. You don't have to worry about what your vaccine status is or whether you're going to pay a fee or a fine for not yeah. being vaccinated. You don't have to worry about wearing masks. Uh, and then secondly, like I said, like not everyone even has to go to college. So I just, whenever I hear this come up, I say, hey, listen, first of all, it's someone's choice to go to college. Second of all, it's someone's choice to go to Westland. Yeah. And third of all, it's someone's choice whether or not to get vaccinated. Yeah. So don't put this all in Westland, this $750 fee. Mm-hmm. I think they're within their boundaries to do that. Yeah. I personally think it's reasonable. And I don't think it's done to coerce anyone into getting a vaccine. I mean, if you don't want the vaccine, you're not going to get it. That's fine.
1: Yeah. You'll just pay the fee,
0: just pay the fee. And knowing that the fee goes towards something. Yeah. It goes towards, uh, some reasonable attempt to protect the campus from the virus. Yeah. that's how I would look at it. I, I know that's going to be controversial when people listen to me say this, but i I will argue this and, and I'm not even really arguing in favor of and Like I don't, I don't have to defend Wesleyan by any means. Um, I know, it's it's my alma mater, but I'm not married to them. <laughs> you know, um, but no, I think it's they're well within their rights to do that to people. It's not a fine. It's not a punishment. It's a fee. Yeah, it's like you pay a fee to park here. Yeah, uh, or pay a fee to. Get upgraded housing. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure that there's plenty of fees on college campuses. There is. Everywhere. And
1: I'm pretty sure, although you you say all that, I'm pretty sure if you do test positive, there is like $250 extra you have to pay, but that is just to put you into well, different housing.
0: Yeah. So, and yeah, you're right. So they're, they're, then there will be a fee. And again, it's not a fine because you can't punish someone for getting sick with yeah. something. It's a fee in order to keep you on campus, keep you enrolled in the program. Yes. I mean, so I think that's a good thing. I think it's a good plan. You know, what's the what's otherwise the plan? I guess your two other choices would be, okay, uh, so you're sick with COVID, stay in class. You know, just keep doing what you're doing. Potentially infect everyone else. Mm -hmm. Or uh, the other choice would be, uh, oh, you got COVID, bye-bye. Go back home. You're kicked out of school now. Mm -hmm. But no, so Wesleyan's saying, so for a small fee, we'll keep you on campus in a quarantine setting, and we'll keep you up with your classes. Yes. I think that's a pretty, uh, I think that's a a very nice undertaking. It's a a sound, solid plan to me. Mm -hmm. It is.
1: And at least for me, because I don't want to spend so much money, it is like... I guess that extra push to get like vaccinated. It's yeah, like, a, well, it's like a bonus. I think,
0: um, I think you're on the same page with me. Like I love the idea of vaccines. Yeah. I don't love the idea of forcing everyone in a vaccine. I think it's always a personal choice, mm-hmm. but I do like the idea of vaccines. Cause I just look at all the, all the, uh, all the diseases that we've got rid of. Like when do you even know what measles looks like? I,
1: I don't know what it looks like. I know of it. Well, you've heard of it. Yeah.
0: But if someone came up to you with measles, do you, would you recognize it? Heck don't, no. You no. Nobody
1: knows what it looks I like. I don't know what it looks like.
0: Would you know what it looks like if someone had mumps? I don't, I don't think so. Or rubella. No. Rheumatic fever. Or uh, smallpox, for example. Now, smallpox might be recognizable. Cause Maybe. Because it's like, yeah. like chickenpox and yeah. steroids. And you've probably seen some of the chickenpox, right? Yeah. But, no, you know what I'm getting at. Like, no one, no one in the community has ever seen measles or mumps or rubella. Like, all these things that we have vaccinated out of existence, mm-hmm. right? We don't have to deal with them anymore. And the fact that we haven't had to deal with them is like, and I'm telling you, this is honest truth, there's not many doctors out there that would recognize measles.
1: That, that, yeah, that's and true. And that's
0: sad on one hand, but it's great on another hand.
1: I remember reading. That means like, that
0: nobody has had to deal with this for 40, 50 years. But then it's awful. Like what if you have one case crop up Mm -hmm. and you miss it and -hmm. that person gets misdiagnosed, they just get kicked down the road to more and more doctors. And then by the time they actually get diagnosed, they're really, really sick. Right. So yeah, it's a double double edged thing. But I would argue that it's, it's great news that there's so many communicable diseases that have been all but eradicated
1: through vaccines.
0: Through vaccine technology. So that's why I support vaccination. Yes. Um, but again, like I said, it's always up to the, the individual. The individual. And they want to get it. I just wish that there was enough strong information out there. Or I wish that this, va- this COVID vaccine actually worked this well, that we could say, hey, listen, we're... Uh, um, <laughs> COVID is going to be eradicated mm-hmm. if everyone got vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Like if we knew that for certain, don't you think everyone would take it? Yeah. I don't I think
1: so. I would hope so.
0: I mean, I don't think there'd be any argument. But
1: there, there will always be like the anti-vaxxer people. Though. Yeah.
0: But they're in the minority. Yeah. They're very small minority. They're very vocal minority. And, and they, well, they're vocal. Yeah. But they're very small minority. And for that reason, they can have their own thoughts and opinions on it. That's okay. Yeah. Um, but I think if there was strong evidence, if we said, look, it's, this disease is gone. If everyone got the vaccine, if we could actually prove that, then I'm telling you, everyone on this planet, minus the tiny uh, anti-vax community, yes. everyone would get it. And and we'd be done with this. Mm-hmm. However, that's not how this vaccine is really working. Yeah, I mean, the vaccine has its benefits, but it's not eradicating the disease by any stretch. Um well I think we should probably draw this little interview to a conclusion because you got some more orientation stuff to do pretty soon, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um But I was really happy to talk to you. My my podcast has been dead for about three months. <laughs> um so this will be a nice upload to give all the listeners and we're definitely gonna follow up with you, Tuck. Mm-hmm. Okay? Please do. Any parting words?
1: Uh don't
0: sweat it you don't Uh, have to say anything else
1: (laughs) uh follow me on twitch.tv the real tuck man the
0: real tuck man yeah twitch.tv the real tuck man (laughs) not the fake one and yeah so maybe that's how uh, some of us can follow you in your uh, esports adventures right yep you watch me play games on there all righty well uh with that being our conclusion Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and we look forward to seeing you next time.